Season 5, episode 22, and this is actually going to be the finale for this season, folks, so we do thank you for all the listens you've had uh, this year, and we've um, pumped out the content for you. Um, Jesus, I was going through some of the the back catalogue of the shows and some of the topics that we've covered. We'll go through that in a little bit, but uh, man, we've had a a big year, uh, as per usual, our fifth year, to be honest, for this show, and um, we're, we're sort of on the other end of all the COVID nonsense now. We're pushing headstrong into all the digital agenda the transhumanist agenda and all the wokeism nonsense that's happening that's that that seems to be the next thing that's happening uh, to all of us australians here and and our brothers and sisters overseas of course our little brothers and sisters heading over there across the dutch in new zealand uh which is actually where our guest for this episode is coming from today the one and only Mr. Vinny Eastwood is joining us. Man, a man who has been around the traps for a long time, probably even longer than us, uh, Andy and Ethan, but it's good to have him on finally. It's been a long time since um, we've been doing this show, but we've got got him here, Mr. Vinny Eastwood. Vinny, how you going, mate? Thanks for coming on for a chat, brother. Well, you know, I'm borderlining on fabulous, maybe maybe even a little bit fantastic. (laughs) Good to see you, mate. Good to see you. I don't know if we can emulate that, to be honest, with, with everything that's going on. But, I mean, our own lives, uh, I would say, are pretty good. My, my life is pretty good. I'm, I'm loving life, but not loving what's happening to us, let's just say. Um, I mean, we've got premiers and prime ministers uh, that are rolling over. And uh, like we just announced today, Anastasia Palaszczuk from our good state here of Queensland is now going to um, jump ship, just like the rest of the premiers here that um, you know carried out their orders during all the COVID nonsense. Um, you had in your own neck of the woods there, of course, Ardern jump ship as well, mate. It's just all happening. It's uh, something that happens when you have done your job well. You move on and you get a promotion. Mm. Really, I mean, we saw when uh, John Key, the quote-unquote most popular prime minister in New Zealand history, took us from eight billion dollars in debt to, I think, over two hundred billion dollars in debt during his term. <laughs> Um, and then he uh, he stepped down, you know, and 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 hasn't seemed to experience any any reprisals. You know, why aren't people angry? It's it's almost like these people have uh, been given some kind of inoculation that has taken away uh, their, their their will to live by <laughs> fighting for their right to live. It's, it's almost like they're putting something in the water. It's almost like <laughs> people are being raised there's no to... Be, oh, oh, there's, uh, there's no sound on my uh, um, thing here at the moment, guys. You'll have to... Yeah, we can uh, hear you fine. It's all forgive good. me here. Oh, it's just on my um, on my end on the uh, uh, thing oh, when I'm coming yeah, out yeah, here. Cool. So yeah, I'm you're right. uh, resetting that. 
just as we speak. I'm going to thank my uh, my missus, luckily, for uh, rushing in to tell me while she's in the middle of bathing the baby uh, <laughs> what, we're doing, what we're doing the show. She's like, oh, there's no sound. You, know? <laughs> you guys can hear, can hear me, but, but my audience on my stream could. But anyway, 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 uh, tech issues aside, uh, what's been happening in New Zealand, you know, of late and what have you? I've been paying very close attention to it for basically 15 years in a row. Mm. And there's things that happen when you watch something with an extended uh, attention span that you wouldn't notice if you just occasionally read the paper or occasionally watch a YouTube video. You know, if you're, if you're talking to the people that are actually involved, the people who are running the political campaigns, the people who are in the media and so on and so forth, you, you have a remarkably different perspective uh, to everybody else. So that's the perspective that I'm here to uh, share with you guys tonight. Absolutely, so if you yeah, have, sure. have any questions or concerns, uh, uh, fire away, because the government in New Zealand certainly ain't going to help you. Yeah. Well, before we get into all the deep and heavy stuff there, we'll just get let our listeners know, because not everyone knows everyone, of course, um, but we'll just get you to just to tell us, our listeners and uh, the people who are subscribers and members and so forth, a little bit about yourself, mate. Who is Vinnie Eastwood? Where did you where did you get your start, mate? I mean, I think I remember first hearing you back in the day, probably talking to Alex Jones, I think, on, on an episode or something, I'm sure. Um, yeah, that far back. I'm like, we're talking maybe... Geez, probably about 10 to 12 to 15 years ago. Uh, that's probably when I got my first taste of you, mate. But look, tell the audience, who is Vinny Eastwood, mate? If I just do my show intro, it may kind of elucidate you. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and hermaphrodites. <laughs> my, my fellow slaves of the global plantation, the Vinny Eastwood show is bad news. It's like the news, but worse. <laughs> it's the lighter side of genocide. Just because we're being exterminated doesn't mean we can't enjoy it. Otherwise, what's the point of being killed? <laughs> <laughs> the Vinnie Eastwood Show, where the only thing worse than living in a high-tech global police state run by child-trafficking Satanists is Vinnie's jokes. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, uh, I've been doing this for uh, 15 years and uh, what's uh, different about me is that I'm from New Zealand you mm -hmm. know and, and, and I've got that incredibly sexy accent and the the, the you know it, it's just like uh, uh, chocolate rolling into your ear places really and <laughs> the, people just can't help themselves but listen to the video show anyway the the whole thing that happened to me is I got severely traumatized by being busted for weed and then being fired from a job from trying to help the company. So I couldn't work in the private sector. I couldn't work in the uh, public sector. And so I had to help humanity instead. I was listening to what I consider too much Alex Jones. He used to have uh, three hour on uh, iTunes on repeat most of the day in my home. <laughs> all right. Uh, trauma, isolation, all of these cult indoctrination techniques were basically placed upon me voluntarily so that I could train myself to no longer be who I was. I wanted to change and I wanted to be a douchebag talk radio show host instead of a loudmouth who just uh, told people things that they didn't want to hear. Um, and I think I've been rather successful in this uh, yeah. uh, endeavor. Uh, to in 2010, after being uh, on uh, YouTube for two years, I think I made 700 videos 
in, wow. in two years. So that's uh, averaging a, a video a day, yep. uh, well edited, uh, interviewing all the activists, ambushing all the politicians to the point where I got noticed uh, by uh, producer Mitch Santel, who at the time was producing the American Freedom Report on American Freedom Radio. And so I became one of the uh, first, if not the first, uh, New Zealander to be offered a slot on an American talk radio network when I'm based in New Zealand. And uh, my producer said that that's because you know more about America than most Americans, Vinny. And I said, that's not saying much, bro. Um, so during this time uh, over the last uh, 15 years covering basically everything you could cover, it's not just a political show. It's not just a spiritual show. It's not just a scientific show. It's not just a philosophical show. It is all of those things. Mm. And the thing that really defines it is we're interviewing people and there are really no rules. Often I don't even really know much about the people that I'm interviewing. And we start off by having a conversation. Who are you? What is it you do? I listen to what they say and respond to what they say. Okay? Yeah. That's the essence of having a conversation. All right? One that goes back and forth. This is what people need. In ancient times, the only way to gain knowledge was by sitting around campfires with your elders. And now we still have the advent of the internet and talk radio. To zoom in, where the trucks yeah. <laughs> not drive by. <laughs> was that on my end or was that on? Whose end was that on? <laughs> was that you, Ethan? And, yeah, uh, yeah. and with that being said, people can uh, uh, view my work at thevinnieeastwoodshow.com. That's Vinny with a Y because it's the most important question. And Eastwood, like, go ahead, make my news. Where there's only two rules. Be yourself, because if you're being yourself, you'll relax, and that'll relax the audience. And have fun, because if you're having fun, the audience will too. Awesome. Well, that's pretty much like what we do here, mate. We like to get on chinwag. You know, we've got um, a couple of different age groups here. Andy is sort of the older one of our little little group here. Ethan's the younger one, and I'm sort of in the middle. You know, so we've got a different perspective we like to bring to the table with our little conversations. And often, quite often when we have uh, guests on the show, it's yeah, it's all very fun and down to earth. I mean, I, I remember when I, we had Jim Lee on, like it was last uh, season finale, I think it was too, you know, and that, that was just so much fun. He's over there in the States, you know, talking about weather modification and all this sort of stuff. But... Man, it was so such a down to earth topic and conversation. It was great, um, and I've listened to a, quite a few of your um, your episodes uh, over the years, mate, and even some just recently as well. And you have a lot of call in people too. People actually can call into the show and ask questions, and you know, res respond and all that sort of stuff too. How do you find that? Do you find that a bit tricky at times, or is it is it okay to deal with some of these people? Because you get some doozies, I can tell you now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, something like this. I mean, often. What was happening on Republic Broadcasting Network, it was actually the other hosts of the network who were listening to my show who wanted to call in. Um, and you know you're a special talk radio show host when that happens. Mm. In fact, uh, there was an uh, email sent out uh, by somebody rather disparaging about the network. Um, but the, at the end of this email, it was praising me and, and telling the other network hosts to listen to me. 
And I, I thought, you know, that really made my day. I mean, I, I think there's uh, better ways to go about it and what have you. I don't believe in uh, talking smack about other people in the truth movement publicly and on, on uh, radio and all of that kind of stuff. And every time I do it, I reprimand myself um, because uh, ultimately at the end of the day, we're all uh, in this together. And what's really great about caller uh, contributions is that they give you a perspective that you wouldn't otherwise get uh, from your guests. I think Personally, the more people you talk to about the wider, diverse array of topics and experiences that human beings are exposed to, the greater your experience and knowledge ostensibly becomes. And you become uh, quite practical because you can see things uh, from multiple angles and you are often not swayed by belief structures that uh, restrict your thinking. You can look at things from all the angles as uh, News Talk ZB here in New Zealand used to say uh, during the pandemic when every single ad break at the end of every single hour and three times during the hour would remind you to wash your hands, stay safe, be kind and wear, and wear your mask when you're in the car by yourself with the windows up and make sure to scan the Tracer app so that the government can track and trace you. Right. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, every view from every angle. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because, I mean, Ethan can probably relate to this, too, because obviously we both got members of our content and stuff and we generally get on. We have chats with them. We even invite some of our own members onto our own sort of special member chats. We get to know them a bit more. Um, there's, you know, chat servers and things where we can all talk to each other and share opinions and ideas and topics and stuff. And man, it really does give you a whole new perspective, doesn't it, Ethan? Like when you when you have that much, that many more people giving you input on the things that you think you think you might be right, or you're on one, one narrow view uh, of this um, whatever the topic might be, and all of a sudden you, like, you, your own members are telling you, no, no, it's because of this, or they get they enlighten you with some of this information. It's pretty cool, isn't it, mate? Like you, you get that, right? There it is. Just click at the yeah, link. mate. There yeah, I completely agree. Like, in terms of the website, and Vinny said something really good about you know not bagging people because so many people fall into this I call it conspiratainment sort of business model where it's all about who's bagging out this person. Uh, is this belief group versus this belief group? You see it a lot on YouTube, just almost like a cult mentality in their echo chambers. But to your point, General. Nobody really knows all of the answers and the most healthy way to go forward is to have all of this input, is to discuss ideas, even talk with people that you disagree with, to see the models, to see what they stand for. And that's what makes healthy dialogue, not bickering, not, you know, tearing people Name down calling and, yeah. and doing that. Like, fair enough, we can do that to, let's say, Anastasia Palaget and people <laughs> like that. But um, for <laughs> In terms of inside of our, our movement, the ACT realm, you know, the alternative conspiracy truth realm, you know, I don't think it is healthy to do those types of things. And so getting that feedback, you know, even across the pond, you know, like I think Vinny's work was viewed by a lot of people here in Australia when a lot of the, the COVID tyranny was happening over there. And our work was viewed by a lot of people in New Zealand when, say, maybe the Melbourne... Uh, protests were going on so not yep. only for years have we been within our own country but now we're sort of realizing this 
Australia, New Zealand test ground for techno fascism, which um, I've wrote about for New Dawn magazine. That is, we we realise that we're in a joint effort together. So just coming together like this and mm. and sharing our things because we are part of the you know the Five Eyes Alliance and all of these international agreements where all of our countries are involved and it's not just one or another. So yep. it's good to have that feedback for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Grow and progress and, and think of solutions. Think of solutions. That's the biggest thing that's come out of this period is people are not just talking about concepts and like oh, who's running this and what's happening. They're more thinking of how we're going to navigate the storm and solutions as well, which is yeah. really easy. That's a big thing too. Well, I'm glad you said that, Ethan. Vinny, would you agree with that, that this a lot of this really revolves around how to navigate the storm that's happening around us with all the tyranny? That's why you have these great conversations with people around these virtual campfires. I, if I may be so bold, uh, the real problem that we uh, have here is that the enemies ostensibly of mankind, uh, based upon the trade craft of the intelligence industry, which you often have to be born into an intelligence family uh, to, to really understand and work your head around. So when you're just discovering it and you watch a documentary or two... You think that you understand COINTELPRO. You think you understand infiltration. Uh, but I can assure you, we're not trained. Most of us uh, are not trained in the methodology of how to find these uh, sort of uh, leaks in the boat, uh, as it were. And so unless you've been raised in a family where you ask what's for dinner and they say, I can't tell you then the chances are not that great that you're going to be able to completely comprehend the enemy that besets you, nor the tools that you need in order to oppose them effectively. My right? wife says that to me all the time, Vinny. <laughs> so... Uh, this is where we are, uh, uh, basically, we have a bunch of traumatised people, and I think that virtually everybody in the truth movement, I, I don't believe necessarily, and I haven't seen evidence yet to uh, contradict my belief, so I'm just going with it as we, as we go, uh, that nobody comes to the truth except through trauma. You have to lose something. You have to have something broken or taken from you by forces that you are incapable by yourself of getting justice against in order to wake up to the truth. I mean, ostensibly, yeah, every that's... single one of us has been through something like this, and the way that we've reacted to it is very different to how the vast majority of mankind react to it, which is to commit suicide, become drug addicts, and or uh, bury themselves in their work. Now, what this means basically is because you've got traumatized motivated people who are up against brutal traumatizing psychopaths who are just brutal to even read about what they do let alone actually be involved in uh, any kind of information war with them they've got all sorts of bags of tricks and we've got all sorts of triggers and things that happen and this is what i believe causes infighting because invariably the trauma that wakes you up to the truth is done by either a group of people or an organization, which is why whenever you get any truthers organizing themselves in an organization or getting any groups of people together, all this infighting happens, not because everybody's an agent or something like that necessarily, but because everybody's so traumatized by the, that very apparatus that they react in a triggered format. They react without thinking and 
it's just a trauma response. Complex post-traumatic stress takes about a, a month uh, to six months of not having control over your life before your brain will be affected in this way, where you're unable to respond to threats in the logic, emotion, and then take action format. It's just you see a threat and you react to it. That's what we all are, I think, at this point. And that's why uh, most of us, I think, do uh, shows in the manner that we do, because it is fun, it is lovely, because we don't like to be in a triggerable, aggressive state, because we know that it's not going to help us to think very clearly, and we're cognizant of the fact that unless we are thinking clearly, our enemy will defeat us, and because we know at a balls deep level that they are going to kill us. And it's not a belief, and it's not theoretical. The ability for us to give up doing what we're doing, regardless of what our restrictions are, simply isn't there. You have to kill people like us in order to get us to stop, generally speaking. That's why uh, they say there's always some fool who believes that one man can make a difference, and you have to kill him to convince him otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, I might throw it to you there, mate. Would you agree with that sort of concept that it's definitely, we've all come to this kind of uh, where we are now via this kind of trauma? Like, you know, I, I sort of start to think back and I'm thinking, I wonder what it was that kind of triggered me. Was it some kind of realisation of trauma and stuff? Um, just take yourself off mute there, Ethan, if you could. Would you agree with uh, uh, this concept there? Yeah, I do agree. And, it, and well, we've seen me, it. I think there's going to be some uh, body body trauma to some kid out in the front of the house. <laughs> but uh no nah, look definitely the trim the you know a lot of people you know, be it like they've lost their jobs or um you know or, or had had some sort of uh friend or family someone close to them affected by uh you know a jibber jab or or something along those lines has really really throws people you know, like like, like losing their business. straight into this yeah. movement, like uh, suddenly become the ultimate warriors when, when uh, you know the their their loved ones get um, you know uh, taken away from them uh, from a from a from a jab or something like that. So yeah, it's and and they seem to be the the most passionate uh, type of people that that jump in jump in. Um, you know, uh, head first into the whole thing. Some sometimes not without sort of uh, thinking too much about what they're doing, but yeah. uh, they're very, very passionate. Well, can they I? Get, yeah, can go. I, I was going to say those, those people get really triggered easily too, don't they? But yeah, go on, Ethan. Yeah, no, for sure. But I, I think Vinny raises a really interesting point about like this link to, I guess, trauma and awakening. And for me, I sort of like take it a step further. Like I think, you know, with things like birth trauma being so prevalent and everything, I think everyone gets traumatized. And I think there is like a deeper element to it as well, where there is like a there is some type of different sort of spark to awakening that you know, I, I completely agree. You normally see these common things of like authority or whatever the case may be. You've interacted with a state that you're powerless against. And, and that's, you know, that I think they've recently written about that at Sydney University, how, 
you know, to so-called conspiratorial beliefs are linked to trauma and stuff. But I think when you look at the world, like almost everyone goes through like trauma, especially from birth with like medical trauma and everything that's happening, but then all through life. Do you think, Vinny, there is like a, a, a different sort of spark to those people that awaken that might be a little bit beyond um, just the trauma there? I know it might get a little bit into the philosophical sort of regions there, but you bring up an interesting point I just wanted to expand upon, you know, because it's think, fascinating. Um, the main monkey wrench in the factor here is who you were exposed to that is not your enemy that possesses knowledge that could help you. Okay. Uh, because anybody can go through trauma, but if you've got nobody there who said that the reason for your trauma on nine 11, uh, as you got away from the world trade center, uh, was because of a, a bunch of, uh, uh, conspiratorial elements or, or something of that nature, you you might just, go off and, and try and fight terrorism in Iraq and then come home with depleted uranium poisoning and then and then have a uh, deformed baby or, or something of that nature and then commit suicide because of the SSR drugs that the uh, that the medical system of the of the army gives you because it's just so good. And these uh, things are, are very, very different in terms of awakening, okay? Because I don't believe that it's possible to awaken without your own input anybody can traumatize you but whether or not that traumatic traumatic incident becomes an awakening process is all up to you nobody woke you up nobody sat you down in a chair and made you absorb ten thousand hours of documentaries and interview footage and things of that nature over a period of years in order to satisfy your curiosity about what's going on nobody made you do that you made you do that so it is the people that you randomly come into that impart knowledge to you that plants those little seeds. And this yes. is what I call yes. the seventh man principle. It said that if you are told a very strongly opposite uh, fact to your very strongly held belief by a particular person at a particular time in your life from a particular social circle, you will tell that person to F off because they're a conspiracy theorist. And the same with the second different person from a second different social circle at a second different time in your life. However, statistically, by the time you get to that seventh man who tells you the same thing that those other six people did that's very opposed to your very strongly held belief system, that is when you'll consider changing it. Now, in sales, uh, they teach you not to have an emotional investment in somebody saying yes. There's a chance that you are not the seventh man. Somebody's not ready to wake up. And as David Icke said, you can't wake up somebody who's pretending to be asleep, right? So this concept of awakening, it's sort of like a chemistry mixture, but the raw resources of that chemistry mixture, I think, to awaken as opposed to being born with awake parents who teach you all this stuff and protect you all this stuff, the shortcut is trauma. And I think that that is because cult indoctrination techniques have been uh, deployed on mankind for so long because they work directly on the nervous system. Mm. Uh, and uh, let's say, for example, you join the military, get a job, go to school, or you become a conspiracy theorist. The same elements are actually in play. You are isolated, you are experiencing a lot of repetition 
of things. You are often having poor nutrition and you are being traumatized. And there's some kind of central authority that you really can't question. That's the truth in in the uh, conspiracy theorist case. These are all classic cult indoctrination techniques. They use them on lawyers. They use them on the military. They use them on doctors. And that's why all these people appear to be so cultured. Mm. You see, we are actually cult indoctrinating ourselves into the cult of truth. Maybe, uh, maybe one of the most ancient cults in the world. Really, those people who believe that a fact is a fact and the truth is the truth and that doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do doesn't need any reanalyzing. There you go, Ethan. Is that how you satisfy yeah, that response? Yeah. Absolutely, mate. No, it, it's always just fascinated me why some people have the eyes to see while others don't, you know, and you've laid out some very good points there as to why that could be and, and certain elements through there, you know, why... Do people like us look at an event like 9-11 and we want to investigate and learn more while others, you know, believe that Osama bin Laden did in a cave? Why do people look at the moon landing shuttle and think that went to space while we laugh at it? You know, it's it's interesting that people can look at the same image, the same event, but as you said, there's di- is different wiring, different yeah. events in your life, different things that can lead you down different paths, just that little seed like you're talking about. And it's it's incredible how um, just those little things, and, and I think it's almost like there's some form, to me, I get really sort of philosophical and theological about it, about like some type of grand initiation, you know, some type of, uh, some type of um, process that um, only we sort of a rite of passage that we have sort of been ready for. But, yeah, it's fascinating. I just wanted to, uh, to peel your brain on that. So There so always seems you. to be like a catalyst, isn't there? We've spoken about this before many times in the show, Ethan. There's always some sort of catalyzing event or, you know, it's something that happens in their lives that will flick that switch in their brain to make them think a different way. There's always some sort of, whether it's the trauma or whether it's a response to someone else as well. But there's always something in someone's life that's, that catalyzes them and it, it makes them, think differently they start to think differently and that's what we were we referred to you know co- co- this whole convict stuff was it was the great split wasn't it it was this great divide in humanity there was the believers and then there was the non-believers there wasn't really anyone in the middle going oh mike get out it just really just split everyone it was a great divide and we saw that and you know it, we like to think that it pushed a lot more people our way into seeing things seeing the world a bit differently you know what i mean like that kind of trauma sort of we woke them up a bit, you know what I mean? Like, not fully. They didn't get everything, but they're on their way. They've started their journey because of of that event. You know, there's always something. There's always something that kicks them off. Um, and whereas others will be too traumatized and they will shut down, you know what I mean? And they won't believe it. So it's just sort of, there's always some sort of thing that divides the two lines. And I wanted to see, it, Vinny, if you came across that with um, the New Zealand people over there, mate. I mean... You had this hardliner Ardern running the show over there from and from us we we were looking on, on thinking holy shit these poor fuckers over there like we thought you know Afghanistan down here in Melbourne in, it was was bad with Dan Andrews you know but then we looked at New Zealand and the things that were happening over there we're like my god what what is she doing to these people you know did you see this sort of split in humanity down there did you see a lot of people start to sort of their journey of waking up over there in New Zealand or did, or did they just pull the wall over their eyes and go, I'll go along with the show. Like, what happened, mate? Did you notice anything different down there? Uh, we saw it here. The only reason why I ask is we saw it ourselves here. 
it was a good, you know, decent response, I would say. You'll have to forgive me because um, I'm, I'm having uh, some immense uh, technical issues back back here with my uh, uh, streaming software and, and everything. So I literally didn't actually hear a word you just said. Oh, no. So, uh, 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 I can recap uh, it quickly if you like. Yes, please. Yes, please, yeah. please do so that. So what I was saying is that uh, um, we, we were watching on as New Zealand had this tyrant, you know, Ardern, running the show. You can hear me still, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I can um, hear you, it's just we my had, audience can't. No worries. We had Dan Andrews here in, in, in uh, Victoria, you know, uh, Afghanistan, we used to call it. Um, you know, we, we, we were watching on thinking, oh, man, we thought it was bad here. And then we looked at what New Zealand was doing. It was terrible, you know. And we, we were seeing here in Australia there was a big split starting to happen, whereas, you know, people were either waking up and starting their journey of this discovery of, man, things aren't what they're really telling us. They start looking at different things. They start looking into alternative media and they're coming across my show, Ethan's show, his website, you know, they start looking for new alternative ways of thinking. And the other half was went along with the show. They went along with the, with the jabs. They did all that sort of stuff. There was this great split, a great divide, you know, in, in humanity. And I wanted to know if you saw that in New Zealand as well. Did, did, did that happen? Did you have a lot of people get pushed either way? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was kind of like uh, living in a uh, science fiction film where the aliens come down and they body snatch everybody, and you have no and you had no idea that that uh, stuff was even uh, really uh, capable of happening. So that was uh, something that was very hard for people to, uh, especially people who were already uh, done with the truth, because let's face facts here: so much money got spent into the blanket advertising campaigns it didn't matter you had to literally be living under a rock in the middle of nowhere with no electronic means of communication and nobody in your social circle in order to not know that this thing was going on and how big it was right it was just an absolute saturation mm. what they call a uh, flood the stream now again with the cult indoctrination techniques what did it do forced isolation first cult indoctrination technique massive repetition of uh, the central message central authority figure that can't be questioned you see it's the same thing so because everybody is now a cult member of the covid cult Okay, uh, it's pretty obvious to see why people would go with the cult instead of their own family, go with the cult instead of their own friends. Now, that's one side of it. The other side of it is the people who are ostensibly like us in, in a way where they're awake and they didn't want to take the jab, but they felt that they had to anyway in order to keep their business open, right? Mm. Now, I, I don't know if anybody's ever run a business or made something their life's work, but when somebody takes it from you, it hurts, especially if you can't get it bank mm. and so that was the coercion factor that was playing on people here and it a lot of people fell for that coercion and they weren't able to survive it in many cases and in many cases uh people who uh, took the jabs died anyway uh um of uh, various uh, illnesses and, and things of that nature that we uh won't go into just like people who didn't take them right so this was the problem Nobody knew what they were doing, and as a result, they started tearing families apart, started tearing friendships apart. You had people who uh, were being kicked out of their homes by their families, 
right? People who were saying that they needed a certificate in order to go to their brother's wedding, you know, things like this. It was absolutely brutal. And so much of this uh, was, I think, experienced uh, by the conspiracy theorists among us. And by the way, the definition of a conspiracy theorist is a person who believes, absolutely believes, that powerful people who have a lot of influence use their power to maintain and grow that influence. That's a conspiracy theorist at the end of the day. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, if you're not a conspiracy theorist, you are a coincidence theorist. You think that everything happens by accident. And at <laughs> some point in the middle of the 20th century, all the wealthiest plutocratic, oligarchical, uh, scumbaggery, psychopathic, satanic, pedophile filth got together and said, you know, guys, I think we've got enough money and power. You know, we, 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 we've just been going too overboard. Let's, let's just let humanity be free and stop our, and stop our predatory predations based upon our uh, psychopathic psychopathy and our uh, inbreeding. You know, let's, let's just, let's just let, let's just let the world be, you know, we, we've got no right to it. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you don't you don't think you saw a bit more of a divide of you know people starting to wake up? You got know, you know they got triggered and went, man, I'm gonna I'm, I've had enough of this. I've lost my job. I've lost everything. You know where do I turn to? And I think I think well over here we definitely saw a lot of people turning to well, they turned to social media, and I think social media actually you know it actually helped a lot of people in a sense, and it's it's yeah it's like fighting fire with fire in a sense. It's tough to see it's a fully controlled by intelligence agencies and stuff but people used it you know they they started looking for answers and things and all of a sudden the algorithm started to i guess work for them but started seeing oh i've got documentaries popping up i've got people asking questions about the things i see i've seen memes pop up and are helping me think differently you know what i mean and then they started to glom on you know and they they found hope in a bit of that you know what i mean like yeah uh, we definitely me. saw it here i know that for sure well, this reminds me of uh, Cliff High from HuffPastHuman.com. I had him on the show a uh, number of years ago. And I said to him that the human spirit is like a spring. If you push a spring down, it resists you all the more. You push it all the way down, you have to use an immense amount of force just to keep it in place. Because if you lift your finger just for a second, it's going to pop, and, and that's how it goes up. That's the human spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Cliff told me, no, Vinny, use an organic example. Humanity's spirit is like a water spring. And what happens when you try to push down water that is bursting through to the surface? It starts burrowing sideways Find through rock and sand and stone and starts bursting through to the surfaces from places you couldn't expect or even comprehend. That's what humanity's spirit is like, Finney. And I said, touche, nigga, touche. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. No, it makes sense. All right, well, let's take a, a little bit of a turn now. Obviously, we've had a bit of information coming out later. I'm not sure if you're allowed to talk about it, Vinny. But we're going to try. Um, Mr. Barry Young and Miss Liz Gunn. There's been a lot of stuff happening. We've seen a lot of information coming out via social media, of course. Because that's the only way, really, you can get this information out there. You cannot do it via the legitimate sources. Um, Mr. Young has been, um, I guess, a whistleblower, would you say? He's been letting people know that, um, 
a lot of these jibby jabs that are happening over there and have happened over there for since they uh, they came out in what 2021 I think um, they've been killing a lot of people and he's had all the statistics there and he's started uh, now I, mean, I find it a little bit strange that he's taken this long to come out with it but he's come out with this information and he's going well look at what I can prove here I can prove a lot of this has happened um, we've seen people in your New Zealand Parliament there getting up and saying that this is going on and. A few of the uh, naysayers going, no, no, well, you can't prove that it was the jabs that did that to those people, blah, blah, blah. But, of course, we all know the truth. Um, you know, you've got Liz Gunn, you know, these, these guys, you know, getting threatened with arrest and all this sort of stuff. I mean, what is going on over there, mate? This is, this is pretty huge because the whole world is watching because the whole world is like, well, there's going to be people in our state, in our country, in our territory or whatever that are doing the same thing for these pharmaceutical companies and these health agencies. They're, they're tallying the numbers as well. Or there's a group of people that are in charge of the same sort of information. And I guess they're trying to encourage others to come out with it. But, mate, this is pretty full on. If this is all legitimate stuff, and I'd like to get your take on it, mate. Well, uh, some people have questioned the legitimacy. And uh, unfortunately, the uh, the documents, as, as we've uh, been exposed to and things like that, are apparently... Uh, about as genuine as it gets. Now, of course, it's very difficult when you're in New Zealand to talk about these issues because it is illegal to share this information. It is I've illegal heard. to mm. it is illegal to encourage people to go and look at this information. And uh, of course, the people who uh, came out and blew the whistle and did the media thing are either currently already arrested or are currently in hiding. So, uh, why would they have to do that? If there was nothing to it. Mm, exactly. You know, I I think she doth protest too much. <laughs> and this uh, uh, situation that we have here, I mean, it comes down to uh, a couple of classic elements. Num number one, when you're a conspiracy theorist, or, or rather when you're awakening to become one, uh, you will try, usually in vain, uh, to get some kind of uh, authority uh, who you perceive has some legitimacy to do the right thing, quote unquote. And you're usually very disillusioned when you realize that uh, that's just not their job right so if you believe that the world is run by corrupt interests and, and a piece of information like this comes out it is a very little surprise that there's enormous amounts of censorship enormous amounts of threat uh, arrests going around and things of that nature and also large amounts of new zealand media hit pieces that completely dodged the issue about whether or not the data that was being released was legitimate and what that means they focused and said almost solely on the fact that this data was leaked and they need to seal the breach to make sure things like this don't happen again Right, you we love need to they make steer the conversation. <laughs> we need to make sure that nobody knows we're exterminating them ever again. You know, I... <laughs> <laughs> that's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um... well, it's 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 interesting, mate, because like you know, we've seen this. This is one of the scary things that we've noticed, mate, about New Zealand ever since the Christchurch event, for example. Um, a few months ago, it was about six months ago or whatever, New Dawn magazine, which included my interview with Pete Evans, was ripped off the shelves over there. 
and ripped from um, bookstores over there because Dr. T.J. Coles did an article about this event all of these years later. Now, all he stated in that article was that the original stream was found on 4chan and 8chan. Now, those sites are blocked and the stream's not on those sites anymore. Yet, the so-called communications misinformation minister that you had lied saying that he was promoting people to go watch the video when there was not a single link and it even says in the wikipedia page about the event the exact same thing it was originally streamed on these websites and so like this is the weird thought police um thing that now this is another example of coming out of of all of of this um, censorship and it's it's really dangerous over there how far you've gotten in turn from all of these events where you can't even have free and open discussion and it's almost like what you're describing with this event it's just like the old uh, Julian Assange saga let's not focus on what Julian Assange released no let's criminalize him for being the person that released it and he's been dodging the whole world an Australian citizen living in embassies and stuff for for decade and a half now more mm. so it, it's this is the the crazy sort of direction that we're going where it literally is what orwell sort of conjured up this thought police where thou shall not question thou shall not discuss and we've been watching this from across the pond mate and it is uh, very disturbing on that note uh 1984 was written by george orwell uh in 1948 all he did was mix the numbers up because what he was describing is what was actually already happening. The thought police and all these ideas had already been dreamed up, were already being implemented. Fabian socialism and all these uh, societies, Frankfurt School, etc., etc. All these existed at the time uh, that he created uh, this book, this uh, nightmarish uh, plan for the future that seems to be prophetically coming uh, to fruition. Uh, but it's not. Uh, and and uh, nor are any of the sci-fi movies that we've uh, seen over the years uh, prophetic in, uh, in isolation either, because this narrative of a tyrannical far-flung future that we are being pre-programmed uh, into accepting is, I think, not only very old, but also very determined, right? You know, when you work real hard at something for a really long time and then somebody comes up and says, ha, ah, I'm going to take this away because it's wrong. And you go, no, you're not. You know, that's what we're kind of uh, uh, dealing with in a sort of uh, frightening fashion. And because it's coming towards all of us, it happened to Assange in, uh, what was that, in, in England that he got arrested? It happened to... Uh, Edward Snowden, who now has to uh, live in Russia, and it's, I'm sure this is probably uh, common practice. Now, what's special about New Zealand, it might be slightly different to the rest of the world's uh, governmental structures, is it's what's known as a parliamentary dictatorship, an elected dictatorship, uh, because there's no binding legislation. No legislation that this parliament is dealing with binds their actions. They can get rid of the Bill of Rights Act, tomorrow they can wow. start tapping everybody's phones tomorrow in fact they already have 
And in fact, they already have. You see, and people don't even notice this uh, because it's so legitimized in New Zealand and New Zealand is perceived incorrectly as being an incorrupt, uh, an incorruptible or not corrupt country, or at least once was. And uh, this is partly due to the PR of Transparency International's Corruption Perception Index, keyword perception. They send out a voluntary questionnaire to their member groups in member countries. And the members group of Transparency International New Zealand is some of the most well-connected, most corrupt money launderers and criminal uh, organization heads that you could conceive of. And because the questionnaire is voluntary, it goes like this. So have you guys got any corruption there in New Zealand? No, we don't. <laughs> Brilliant! You know, mama, you know the the way you can the way you can manipulate public opinion like that. Whereas a former wow. Scotland Yard corruption investigator who worked in New Zealand for a number of years, I believe he'd worked in uh, I think uh, forty countries or something like that at that point uh, that he was uh, contracted to uh, investigate here. He said New Zealand's by far. By far the most corrupt country he's ever been in. Might be the most wow. corrupt country in the world. Stuff can happen here that is that is just crazy. Uh, that makes even the most cynical, jaded conspiracy theorist who's who's been covering war look look like a mad person for even trying to suggest that this is what goes on here. Like imagine after 9-11, if the US government banned people from looking at videos of the towers coming down. Yeah, right. well, that's just, it's basically the same thing that's happened over there, isn't it? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, imagine if they did that in the States, it would be crazy. Yeah, people, yeah. Because the States is not an elected dictatorship per se. He's got this thing called the Constitution, you know, this pesky piece of paper. Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and they trample on it all the all the live long day, oh, yeah. but there's still the perception that there's these unalienable rights. It's a legal term, putting a lien on your rights. Okay, and in New Zealand, you basically don't have them because in Section 16 of the Bill of Rights Act, it says you've got all these rights that we say you've got. You know, freedom of speech, freedom of association, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, unless we come up with some justification why you don't have them no more, yeah. and then we pass the COVID-19 health. Uh, act at uh, four o'clock in the morning uh, because that's a total justification, right? Regardless of whether or not there's any evidence to substantiate that the government here in New Zealand can and does and will do basically anything and in and, and a beyond belief rapid fire fashion that's why it's such a grand test bed for the new world order they tested the uh women's suffrage here they were like well i wonder how the women are going to vote if we give them the vote well let's let's test it over here in new zealand shall we how, how did they how did they vote seymour well they uh i believe they voted the way their husbands would vote so it kind of wouldn't really change anything well, then we're going to give all the women the vote. You know, you're free, you're equal. You're... <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's true, yeah. It's so true. That is the way their husbands voted. <laughs> they did start over there, yeah. Yeah, well. You know, so all you guys have a, have a lot to thank New Zealand for, namely <laughs> almost all of the freaking methodologies of tyranny by which you currently suffer. <laughs> that have been perfected, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, thanks, New Zealand. <laughs> Cheers, bro. <laughs> Goodness me. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a total Orwellian state when you can't even discuss a major event that's happened over there like this. When they, when they just come out and blanket and say, well, you know, they, they, like you said, they ignore what the content of this, like for the, for example, the uh, Liz Gunn, Barry Young information that's coming out, they completely ignore what's actually been said and what's been released and just focus on the fact that, uh, yeah, like you said, you've got to plug these holes and things like this. Like, wow, geez, they really do control the narrative, don't they? And make people just completely forget about the actual content and focus on something else. You know, when yeah. you, yeah, when you control the media that much from this dictatorship that you've got over there, it's just incredible. Yeah, uh, well, that's it, mate. Covers. Like, it's it's the Benet's model, you know, and there's it's not a coincidence that Edward Benet's family members co-founded Netflix all those years later, you know. Vinny made a great point. It's been perfected since the days of Orwell, and now we're, we're in this sort of night this world where, you know, you see the memes online where it's, you know, Fahrenheit and Brave New World and all well and you you are here and you're the little dot in the middle where they all cross with it's, <laughs> it's it's becoming this this morphology of all of this this these visions that and, and we've sort of spoken about it how they necessarily when you look at the links of the huxley family and everything they won't necessarily just you know prophetic tales they were more blueprints as as to what was to come and and visions of envisioning things and look how much they've tightened it today and that's why now and and Ardern was a champion of it. She was going to the UN, going to the World Health Organization. We need to fight online misinformation. W-E-F. Yeah, we need to fight online misinformation because conversations like this and podcasts like this are the only frontier of real reality that people have left because they've been shielded from everything else. And so now they just want to come for all of these so-called misinformation, which is almost like, you know, the continuation of hate speech and everything on steroids. And, you know, they want to envision a world where only the the one message, the, the, the approved message is the one that gets out there, especially online. So, That's right. You know, yeah. they, they can just change the narrative uh, so quickly and they bring these new terms into the lexicon where people had never even heard of the word before, you know, in uh, 2018 or 17, if you talk to somebody about a problem of misinformation, they thought you might've been talking about a beauty pageant for journalists, you know, and this old way of thinking, I, I think it's a, there's a preparation that the mind needs to go through and these people are very adept at it because they have paid the best minds in the business and they've uh, practiced and experimented over and over again specifically to know how to mess with our heads, how to drive us apart from family. What if we do this? What if we do that? It's kind of like on the uh, MK Ultra experiments, how they had uh, electrodes in every part of the brain and they'd send energy into them and see what kind of emotional state would be affected in the subject and they mapped the human brain's frequency patterns. So now they've got those frequency patterns in uh, what's called psychotronic weaponry uh, embedded in uh, various uh, repeater stations around the place where if you just tune in the right frequency, you can make somebody go into paralytic fear. You can make somebody uh, become incredibly full of rage. You can make somebody have uh, uh, visions and or hear voices or things like that. Voice to skull technology. They can but, do it with lights too, mate. 
Yeah, exactly. So Just lighting in your home, you know. Mm-hmm. So think about this. Even currently, we are currently surrounded by all of these technological methods of mind control and subjugation of the entire human race. And we are attempting to use these devices in order to free the human race. (laughs) (laughs) Right? There must be, uh, is is there something counterintuitive about this? Because technology is always a double-edged sword. What can uh, be created to heal could also be manipulated in order to kill. And I think that that is basically what our job is, is to basically, Basically, I think, have a morale boost for mankind's war effort against the enemies that beset them. Uh, Napoleon said that 80% of the war effort was about keeping morale high, giving people the will to fight. And during uh, World War II, I was just watching a documentary about Oppenheimer. These people who were living in this secret military base in the middle of the New Mexico desert were having parties and drinking and celebrating all the time, every little success that they had. And it occurred to me, when you're a conspiracy theorist, does the amount of parties that you get invited to increase or decrease? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're the you're the ones who bring everybody down man and and and, and yet uh, the reverse is true when conspiracy theorists get together in a party there's this energy there's oh, this yeah. there's a, there's, a, there's a vibrance there's there's a joy in it and this is part of i think uh, what uh what was his name he was the creator of uh, george fm a wonderful independent radio station uh, here in new zealand the name escapes me at the moment because i'm very sleep deprived anyway he said that basically you have to run your radio station as a little cult and celebrate every little victory and keep and keep everybody happy and and uh, believing in what they're doing and i'm like that is exactly what we should all be doing isn't it as well as as well as perhaps uh, signing a contract that's not entirely dissimilar in wording from the Anarchapulco conference, which I'm going to be uh, presenting at next year, where it says you can't publicly go after any of the other presenters. Okay. And if you do, then we have to come in privately and talk through the issues with the person that you've accused of this, that, and the other. Stop the infighting. Start supporting each other. Start employing what I call the phalanx principle. If anybody's seen the the movie 300, your job with your shield in combat is to protect the man next to you, okay? And that's what should happen, and that is currently what is happening in regards to the whistleblower, Barry Young. People are coming with their shields to protect him, as should happen every time any one of us really comes under attack. I liken it to that old saying, you know, and I've got my version of it. It's sort of like, you know, first they came for the protesters and no one spoke up for me. Then they came for the whistleblowers and no one spoke up for them. Then they came for the podcasters and there was no one left to speak up for me. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're going to come after us one time or another. So if we don't start sticking up for each other, you know, instead of bringing these people down. And, and I, I know there's we do have to have that sort of um, put our put our cap on and be you know, skeptical of the things that we see and stuff because there's a lot of shenanigans that goes on. But when you have whistleblowers coming out, you know, like uh, 
there's something in me just goes, wow, if someone's got the guts to do this and put their whole life on the line and, you know, they're being arrested, they're being raided and all sorts of stuff. I mean, yes, they could control that information too. Maybe that's all false. I don't know. But my gut says it's okay, yeah, that this is legitimate, you know, and someone, and then you get people standing up for them. They're donating money to their legal defense. And, you know, they're, these are the people that you kind of got to celebrate, you know, you got to lift them up and be like, look what these people are doing. Like, we need more people like this. And when they, when they, when they see that there is a support base for those sort of people to come and take action, then there will be more of them. There will be more people coming out and stepping out and saying, I've got this information that on the New Zealand government. I've got this in this department. You know, I'm, I'm the guy that was in charge of this. You know, and there's going to be a lot more people sticking up for them and stuff. And they'll have what more bravery will come into it, I think, as well. Because, yeah, like you said, we've all got to celebrate the things that we all do. And we tend to do that. We, do always, we always plug each other's work and we always help out, of course, don't we, Ethan? You know, like... Um, you do your thing, I do my thing, but we always come together to do this and we always support each other and stuff and, and other people. That's why we get guests on the show from around the world who do different things like yourself, Vinny, as well. Hopefully we can send a few of our listeners your way who haven't been exposed to the things that you're into and stuff and you know, the things that you talk about. Um, it needs to be done. We need to be uh, all here standing up for each other. But in, in saying all this with all this Barry Young and uh, you know the whistleblower stuff, where does that leave... Vinny, where does that leave you? Where are you going with this? Are you going to be talking about this? Are you? Are you? Are you can you talk about this? Like, have you? Have you felt censored? Have you felt a bit? Oh man, if I, I can't say the things I want to say because they're going to knock on my door, or or are you just like fuck it, I'm just going to say all the things I want. I'm going to try and get this guy on my show. Like, what's what's the deal? What's Vinny's move on this one, mate? At the moment, I'm facing court uh and uh potentially might might serve three months in prison uh ostensibly for standing within two meters of another person i have i have lost uh my life's work uh through the uh the gig of the uh censorship including uh, about six thousand videos and sixty five thousand subscribers across three youtube channels currently uh shadow banned up to wazoo and also uh, uh damn near bankrupt to the point where i actually have to ask people for donations so that i can even have any time off uh, on holiday uh this christmas uh so do i really want to go out there and put my neck on the line again really talking about uh, this kind of stuff specifically or do i want to play the gray man where i can tell you so many things that will give you the exact information that you need without giving the information that's going to get me busted yeah okay i see what you're doing that's a good if that's the ploy if that's what you got to do man then that's what you got to do in order to play the long game yeah there are other people there are other people out there who are willing to go and and do this but that is what i did at the start of COVID 19 and uh, because i'm not an idiot i know i i notice patterns and things of that nature oh you talk about this or you say that word deleted okay well in that case you have to be proactive about it like for example this this episode of the video switch show will be deleted off of youtube and uh facebook immediately after i finish the show so that i don't get a flag right that's how that's how sticklers for uh, um the truth these people are on certain topics now when you're talking about other topics on the other hand that have absolutely nothing to do with covid or vaccines or or any of that other kind of stuff they tend to just leave you alone strangely enough but i'm also getting flags from videos on my channels that are already deleted like they're still saying oh we're censoring this video from your channel that's already been banned and i'm like wait hold on a second 
and the reason why my channel got banned in the first place wasn't because of anything I was talking about COVID. They flagged a video from 2012 with Zan, the wise old man, saying something about Israel. They didn't specify what it, what it was, he said, and they didn't uphold my appeal or anything like that. Patreon, I was getting, I think, uh, uh, 1500 US a month out, out of my Patreons worldwide, and they cancelled me without even so much as telling me that they cancelled me. Let alone oh, why. Right. Right. Um, so I'm maybe 4,500 US a month ever since uh, 2021, uh, less income as a result of uh, deplatforming and uh, demonetization, with a probably 97% give or take reduction in the audience that I can even reach. Mm. Right. I was a threat, they identified the threat. And took me out. Mm. Did it to Billy TK too. Did it to a number of other people here in New Zealand. I was making a, a little video about basically anybody in, in this country, whether it be Lee Williams from uh, across the Rubicon uh, questioning Christchurch, had freaking armed police turn up to his place, started questioning the uh, the uh, the kūpapa Māori, as we uh, say here in the Māori, you know, the people who use uh, their position to get their own way and call anybody a racist if they if they say that that's not right and he got his bank accounts terminated and got fired from his job as a result of his opinions on that we have uh, shane larosa from uh, shooters bar hosting freedom parties when nobody else could go anywhere else because you needed jab passports for all these unjabbed people and he held 90 such events at his um thing during the uh course of this period of time and yeah and uh 87 of them had nothing to do with truthers and the police turned up a total of three times to his events you see this is uh, targeted what's mm. happening to almost everybody who speaks out. Billy TK uh, came on the scene, uh, started exposing the narrative for what it is, became the third most popular uh, voted prime minister, had a donors list of 70,000 donors, and uh, they only got 30,000 votes in the election. Didn't make sense. And then, and then that donors list went missing. And a new organization started up called Voices for Freedom, headed by Claire Deeks, who was the person who used to be in charge of that database. And they are now financing, to the tune of millions of dollars, uh, Reality Check Radio. And have been told at the higher, higher levels that if anybody mentions Vinnie Eastwood or Billy TK in any of their meetings, you're out of Voices for Freedom. Okay? And then the people there who started Voices for Freedom, then called the government on Billy and reported him for, uh, I think, fraud, for, for electoral returns and things of that nature, fraud and dishonesty. And he was cleared of those charges, $45,000 in lawyer's fees later, and having to sell his last guitar, who's an international blues guitarist, and then people have the nerve to come out and call him controlled opposition. Right? <laughs> he is controlled opposition because he's opposing the agenda and they're controlling him by destroying him just yeah. like they're controlling me by destroying me and so many others and now it's happening uh, to Liz this is what it takes to tell the truth in New Zealand you will be made 
to shut up by hook or by crook. Mm. And now I've found that out, I am not going to necessarily risk my own self. However, if there's anybody out there who has the balls and wants to go through this process of being destroyed, I will help you. I will teach you how to live stream. I will help you find what microphone that you need. I'll help you uh, set up your live streaming software for free, just so that you can go out and do what you feel like is the right thing to do because you got the right kind of motivation. One Vinnie Eastwood show or a thousand Vinnie Eastwood shows. You see, once we become too big, we become a target. And that is the point where we need to stop trying to fight the fight all on our own and start teaching the methodology of fighting mm. to those who do not yet know. Yeah. And I've noticed that actually too, Vinny, there's been um, a whole slew of uh, probably within the last, since, since the COVID nonsense started, there's been a whole slew of um, new podcasts coming out of Australia. People I've, you know, never heard of before. And, you know, they've suddenly got really good shows and they've got, you know, guests from the States on and all this sort of stuff. Um, I think I'll, I'll, I'll mention one of them now. Drew, Drew Misson, his name is from, uh, you're missing the point. Um, he's a, he's got a good show. He has a lot of international guests on and he's on a lot of other international shows as well as a guest. Uh, one of my members, I think I was talking to one of my shows, Stella, G'day to Stella. She's appears on his show and she does podcasts as well. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of, and, and they've, I've asked them, you know, when did you start getting into all this? And they were like, yeah, well, it was around 2020, 2021, all that sort of stuff. They sort of, these last few years, there's been a, a lot more of them coming out, doing their own thing, doing their own shows and talking about all this sort of stuff, which is great, which is what we need because there's, I, I always say there's not enough people doing it. You know, we, yeah, yeah, there might be people that have been doing this longer, you know, um, like shout out to Adam at the crasfiles.com. Yeah, Adam is another, another great Aussie podcast and website as well. But yeah, Adam has been doing it, you know, with Mick Raven from Conspiracy Oz, you know, like they've been doing that since like 2012 or 2010 or whatever it is, you know. Um, that was when I sort of was getting onto their shows as well. But you know, there's guys like this have been doing this for a long time, and there's a lot of new people getting into it as well, which is great. You're right. We need, we don't need one target on one person. We need a thousand people doing these shows. You know, all this sort of stuff, getting that information out there. It's that's that's sort of what we need. I think. Once, uh, once upon a time, the United States had, I believe, eight hundred media companies that controlled the news and media in the United States, in the continental United States. Uh, now it's four, I think. Uh, now it's three, actually. Or three now. now. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you, you see. It, the, the situation just kind of continually gets worse the further away from the ground level that controlling interests are, or ostensibly speaking, that if you have a massive organization like a government, what's the likelihood that you're going to see the government walking down the street and be able to say a few words for them? Hey, bro, you're a dick. You know, you stop doing that shit. <laughs> you know the the chances are very very low because these are uh, these are fictional entities okay just like a forest is a fictional entity it's it's well not a fictional entity per se it's more like it's a abstraction okay because you can touch a tree 
but you can't touch a forest. Mm-hmm. Just like you can touch your prime minister, but you can't touch your government. Now, what that means is that we're operating under the uh, system of collectivism, that the individual doesn't matter, individual rights, liberties, and and, and things of that nature uh, get instilled by this kind of framework. And so the difficulty that I think I have uh, with the system is that people want to just be left alone and the system will not leave them alone. That's uh, the ultimate truth, you know, what they say. There's uh, only two types of people in this world, those that can extrapolate from incomplete information. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good one. I like that one. one. (laughs) Uh, Well, we might start to to wrap things up a little bit now. Um, I'll throw to you boys if there's anything you want to uh, hit up. Our guests, any questions, any comments uh, on the information thus far? Uh, Ethan, have you got anything uh, you want to ask of Vinny and his work, his lifetime? Um, no, I was just been enjoying the the chat. General Vinny's made some great points about yeah, everything so, and, yeah. and, and the way that everything is evolving. And as I said, I feel for people over in New Zealand and, and our countries that are in this Pacific test ground that we're in. And... It's interesting to see how it's going to progress further, how we will continue to evolve and continue to put out the good message, even with misinformation laws, even with banning of online things. You know, if we have to go back to newsletters, for example, old school type of way, you know, dropping in letterboxes or using walkie talkies or radio stations, you know. It's going to get the ham radio out. (laughs) Yeah, it's so like uh, I think that, you know, People like us, uh, we're going to continue to to fight on through the future and through these times. But it's just incredible, especially with Vinny. He's been sort of around as long as we have. And and back when we first started, all of this stuff was, it wasn't as uh, in your face as it is now. Agenda 2030 and things like this were years away back in 2011, 2010, these sorts of years. Um, You know, mass surveillance was a conspiracy theory back then. You know, like that's how... It wasn't as intense where now we are living in a dystopia and it's just continuing to evolve. But I always have that message of I think that, you know, we have the eyes to see for a reason. And because we can forecast these things coming and we know that these things are coming, we can do our best to to have a different fate, a different future to those that are just sort of sleepwalking with no idea that this type of stuff is happening, that trust their government and say, yeah, it's good that you lock up these whistleblowers I don't, I don't think that we're going to go down the same path as them. So that is one positive that I always like to throw in there um, in, in terms of where these things are going. But, yeah, we're all in the thick of it, you know. We've spoken about the, the year that I've had on the website and everything, It's you know, since a, a year ago almost, you know, since um, certain events that took place and, and everything that's been happening. Yeah in this uh this country as well and and it's just good to connect with these people because we don't know how long we have these platforms left and to everyone out there listening you know we we appreciate you spreading the word supporting one another and Vinny made a good point we should be promoting one another that 300 mentality we're only going to work together as a team and cross promoting one another so then if anything happens to the others everyone else is listening to the other people who tell them that that person if you're just listening to the one person they disappear you don't know what happened exactly like fair dinkum radio 
that just disappeared one day and I never found out what it, what happened to it, you know, because he, he, it was very isolated, the, the community back then. And so oh, Leon, Leon Petard. Yeah, Leon just it just sort of um, disappeared away, and Vinny was talking about what's been happening in New Zealand with all the. Yeah, people. I, I was on the uh, on the American Freedom Radio Network with uh, Leon back in the day. Yeah, I had no idea he even disappeared. Yeah, he yeah, just he got um, sick, I think, too, and he yeah. Well, there's all the you know, did he get sick? You know, no one really sort of knows. It just it just sort of went away one day, and it's like I, I think. Back then, we were all very isolated. We didn't interact with each other's platforms right. like we do now, and I think that this is important. Just having conversations like this and just giving our audience a perspective of what's happening in New Zealand and vice versa, you know, because we are in the thick of it. Cross-pollination, mate. <laughs> On that note, uh, during the American Revolution, there were, uh, I believe, around about 168 thought leaders, right? These are the people who actually did the real thinking that wound up on the paper and on the pamphlets that actually influenced the minds of the United States citizenry to support revolution rather than captivity by the crown, okay? A very small amount of people for, for uh, uh, such a large country. Now, that means that all of us, I think, have the potential to really bat above our average in terms of our ability to intellectually contribute to the global freedom mantra. How exactly do we go from point A, we're all slaves with our birth certificates and indoctrination systems, blah, 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 to point Z, which is we no longer have any masters or any slaves, right? That is not going to happen overnight, and uh, a lot of people have been in this movement for like 20 minutes and they think they're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I can't tell you. And it's it's difficult for me because I once had uh, a facsimile of hope yeah. in this country, in my people, in mankind. I don't have that anymore. I have faith in people instead, individuals, not the collective, but those rare gems, the people who've been dug out of the dirt, who've been polished, who retain their value like gold. Those people are who's going to lead us into a brighter tomorrow. Not masses of people. No. Masses of people haven't done the work they don't know what they're talking about. At best, they'll be backline support. Now, I'm not ragging on backline support. Without it, there is no frontline war being supported. Okay? Mm -hmm. So if you are the person who is on the front line, more power to you. If you are the person who is on the back line, setting up the showers, cooking the meals, Currying people with transport and, and things of that nature, good on you too, because we're all contributing to the war effort at the end of the day. And without those individual contributions, regardless of how big or how small they are, whether or not those contributions are being made at all is the point. The scale of them is absolutely inconsequential. My partner, Rebecca, was watching a podcast and this guy was talking about this cooking show. And the cooking show was unlike most where they would give 
each team in the cooking show a completely different set of ingredients to the other team and those sets of ingredients would have really crap ingredients in them like stuff that's like what am i going to make with this pig trotter you know (laughs) and he said that this is the analogy for all of us what are we going to do with our set of ingredients Mm, very yeah very powerful mate and and I, i think too you know I, I was talking about this at the recent um, national free media event that we went to in Adelaide. You make a good point there about the it's not going to happen overnight. And I've spoke there about the story of the Greeks and their moonlight schools um, because I've got a lot of um, Greek ancestry in my family. And, and that's a powerful story where the, the Ottoman Empire came in, took over Greece and ruled them for 400 years from the 1400s to the 1800s. And you're talking about, you know, we're talking about a a culture that at the time wanted to fundamentally stamp out everything that they believed in, everything that they stood for, their culture. And these people kept it alive generation after generation for 400 years in secret, doing churches in caves, going down. You know, there's songs and everything. The children remember that the moonlight was their sunlight in a sense because they'd all go out at nighttime to learn the language to learn all of these things that were banned for so long. And think of that longevity, 400 years, but then the Greek War of Independence happened and the people were finally ready. But they wouldn't have been ready if there wasn't those people keeping the traditions, keeping the language, keeping it alive and doing what they could, even if they didn't see the end result in their lifetime. And I always take a lot of power from that story as well. You know, it could happen overnight. Everything could collapse and, you know, there's everything's real fast changing. But at the same time, you've got to prepare for the long game because they've done the long game over generations. They've, they've mm. brainwashed us over intergenerations. They've passed it down to their children to control these things. And we need to do similar. And I think that's a really good point is understanding the long game and what we can do now here with the best circumstances that we've got to ensure that our traditions continue along as well. Yeah, it's like guerrilla networks and guerrilla media. Where have I heard that before? (laughs) (laughs) You can uh, donate to guerrilla media. Uh, we can put those details up if you like, uh, Vinny. Oh yes, please. <laughs> make sure you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a broke I'm a broke ass activist. You know, like uh, well, well, this is this is another important point. Uh, you have two choices in life: you can do a job that doesn't destroy the new world order, or you can do a job that does. Okay, and you'll be paid in two different ways. One, you will be paid at a certain time, a certain amount. And you'll never have enough for all the things that you need. The other way, you won't know when you're being paid. You won't know what you're going to be paid. The only thing you know is whatever it is you need, whenever it is you need it, in the exact amount that you need, will just turn up. Okay? That is the unbelievable thing about fighting for truth, is that the universe gets the hell out of your way in, in certain uh, uh, methodologies, doesn't it? It just goes, okay, this guy's serious. You know, I've, I've tested him. I've taken his friends from him. I've made his family ridicule him. I've taken his money from him. I've taken his uh, psychological well-being from him. 
and he still just won't stop. And the universe just kind of gives up and goes, all right, just give him what he wants, you know. It's sort of like a, a parent that uh, can't be bothered taking care of a petulant child like Vinnie Eastwood. <laughs> Man, can I destroy the New World Order yet? Can I destroy the New World Order yet? We'll destroy it. We'll bring it destroy it. Shut up. <laughs> Here's a microphone. <laughs> uh, and now the universe has blessed you with a family of your own, mate. Well done. Yeah, oh mate, that uh, that video that I've got of my boy is just absolutely spectacular, mate. I'm not sure if you've seen it on my. No, uh, I haven't actually. Uh, yeah, pull pull it up and pop it on the uh, on the show when we when we can, uh, because it's just it's just great. Because everybody needs to be really really thinking about having some truth of babies. Because <coughs> I'm not sure if you know this, but the world is filling up with morons all right large quantities of them swarming all over the place freaking crabs in a bucket pulling everybody down there's so many of them and they're consuming so many freaking resources they're, they're breeding my air okay and okay i'm sick of it i'm sick of them eating my food drinking my water breathing my air living on my land all right bro i'm, I'm, I'm absolutely sick of it so everybody needs to be thinking about if you are an intelligent person Think about the wisdom of uh, Professor Ed Dutton, the 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 wonderful uh, jolly heretic. He says that if you are intelligent, you need to be having as much babies as you can possibly take care of, because one day there won't be enough intelligent people left to turn the electricity back on when it goes out. Mm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's literally human survival right here. Cutest baby laughing. That's the uh, that's the video here. There we go. Yeah, I don't. Uh... It might not. No, I can't share sound, unfortunately. So if you want to do it from your end, by all means, you can screen share. Because I'm on a Mac and it won't let me share sound, unfortunately. So I'll oh, stop you sharing. Need, you need loopback, brother. Yeah. Oh, we'll we'll sort that out. Yeah, you can do it on your end if you want to. If you're able to, you can. I can indeed. I will just uh, uh, pull it up here for you yeah, and and uh, and share the screen. Um, this is your boy. Yes, yes, this is this is my boy. He is the sweetest. He is the cutest. He is the floppiest. He do his business, his floppy business, and I love him. <laughs> He's very, very sweet, and I love him. Okay, now let's share that screen. Start sharing that screen, and let's uh, change the audio over as well so that you guys will be able to hear this uh, while we go through it. This is a 60-second uh, video, so uh, stay through to the end sure. if you can, ladies and gentlemen. One moment, please. The <laughs> <laughs> I love that Apparently the bubble likes daddy sneezing, so daddy goes, ah! 
All right, there we go, guys. Yes, the, the joy of a young baby laughing at you for no apparent reason is the best thing ever. I, I loved that when I had my kids too. They went, they did the same thing. It was awesome. It make you feel good, you know. It release all sorts of happy hormones and, and everything. Whatnot. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. You know, in this day and age, people are like, "Oh, I don't want to bring a child into a society like this." What a, a, a society that has Uber Eats and Netflix. Do you have any idea what people would have killed back in the day? You know, back in the day, it was it was just kind of like, honey, I'm going out to get some dinner. Okay, don't get eaten. You know? We've got nothing to worry about at this point. People are worried about how hard it is to raise kids. You don't have to fight savage creatures with giant teeth in the morning for breakfast, okay? You you, you don't have to uh, 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 run through the uh, the gamete of dysentery every time you walk down the street because everybody's putting their human waste in it, okay? You, you don't have to be tortured by the Spanish Inquisition because you found, they found you with some freaking Bible that you were reading, okay? Life is so much better and so much easier now that you can't even freaking believe the contrast so anybody making excuses about how hard it is or how bad the world is bringing kids into it or whatever they really need to take a look at this wonderful thing that most people lack context that's it mate <laughs> you're absolutely right hey have you are you still screen sharing on your end you can probably stop that if you were uh... oh yeah sorry about that yeah you're right otherwise it'll be there we go cool Oh, mate, well, it's great. It's great. You're a dad. You, you're experiencing, you know, this life. You've got your own little, you bred your own little truth, and mate, your own little new Vinny uh, Eastwood uh, show. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to take the reins one day, I'm sure, hopefully, and do his dad proud. Um, mate, it's, it's, a, it's great. It's good to see, and that's what we need. More of that, mate. More of that. Mate, well, we might wrap it up there, unless um, any of you boys want to have any final uh, questions or anything or any thoughts for uh, Vinny before we go? No? All right. Vinny, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, please tell the, the listeners out there where they can go to support what you do, to see what's happening, to follow your show, to listen in, and to perhaps even call up as a, as a guest on the show if they want to as well. Where can they do all this, mate? Well, you can go to thevinnieeastwoodshow.com. That's Vinny with a Y because it's the most important question. And Eastwood, like, go ahead make my news and on that thing you can click on the latest tab which will really trip you out if you've been good uh which will show you all the other brand new uh, recent shows there and there is also a a world of coin uh, to be had uh, at the video eastwood show if you would be so kind as to donate on the home page uh to the kiwi bank the paypal or uh, follow my band uh, on Patreon. Now we live stream pretty much every show and, and appearance that I do on Twitch and YouTube and Facebook, and then we upload them afterwards to BitChute, Rumble, and Odyssey. So if you're on either of those platforms, please look out for uh, Vinnie Eastwood, and we often publish those uh, things out there as well uh, onto what was it minds.com and tlb talk i know they would want me to give him a plug there and instagram and there's one more x 
I remembered all the places that you can find me. It's unforgivable. How how hard do you have to work these days in order for anybody to be able to find you at all? Like, honestly, it's been, um, I think, maybe nearly four years since, since uh, the Christchurch Mosque Massacre, and I'm still running into people who wondered what happened to me, even though I've been broadcasting every Non-stop, week. Non-stop, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, apparently uh, being able to Google Vinnie Eastwood is, is, is too hard. <laughs> okay, you you really have to make things very very easy on people. Yeah, I, I, you do. I think you know because there's so much distraction everywhere, and there's so much scary stuff and so much trauma that I think back in the day I used to get upset when people did things or didn't do things in in certain ways. Now I am at peace with it. Everybody's doing what they can do with what's been given to them. And I'll leave you with that quote from uh, Gladiator and the uh, the extended cut. He's going up to the Colosseum to fight the Emperor. And Maximus is telling the leader of the guards that if the Emperor loses his sword, don't give him another one. And the guard says, I'm not sure I can do that. And Maximus stands up tall and he says... I believe all men are given the strength by God to bear the loads they have to. And so have we. Thank you, gentlemen, for your time. Nice. You have my respect and my thanks. Mate, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Vinny, for coming on and staying in touch and being so receptive uh, to being contacted as well, too. Um, I'll uh, definitely put all the details in the show notes for all the listeners out there if you want to go and start following and um, and contributing and helping out uh, Vinny as well too. I'm sure he'd very much appreciate it as well. Uh, Vinny, we'll let you go. Um, Andy and Ethan, I'll get you to just hang by for a few minutes. Um, Vinny, I will let you go. Thank you so much once again, mate. Uh, I will provide links to this um, for you. I'll send them to you via email once it's all available and stuff in case you wanted to share them or whatever. I know you do your own streams as well. That's fine. Um, please feel free once you've got those streams organized to shoot those links back to me. And I can include them as well in the show notes. Well, well. Unfortunately, during uh, today's show, all of those links sort of balls up somewhat oh, with a few technical issues. So I'm going to have to borrow your recording to rework it a little bit. In the that's, that's fine. You do what you, you do. What you got to do. You just download it from Skype, mate. That's no problem at all. Um, mate, it was a pleasure. We hope to check to again soon hopefully things can uh, get a little bit better over there across the dutch and new zealand um because uh, yeah seeing the nightmare that's been coming out there has been very difficult for us to watch um and quite scary to be honest um and we're sort of sitting there with with bated breath going man i hope that shit doesn't happen here um but it really is anyway so we'll do what we can we'll keep talking about it we'll keep discussing these things as long as we can before before they start coming after the podcasters thanks again Vinny. Thanks, guys, and I'll leave you with the other uh, words of my grandfather. It'll all be all right in the end, and if it's not, it's not the end. <laughs> Great words. Thanks, mate. I'm going to let you go. Thanks, buddy. Cheers, guys. All right, there he goes. Great to have you, on. Hey, that was a good show. Um, I think a good Very way good. to wrap up the season. What are your mm. thoughts on, on Mr. Vinnie Eastwood? That was good to have him on, mate. It was uh, good uh, to to wrap up the season with a, with another good guest on. And as as we said, over in New Zealand, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. And this is coming for for the whole world, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like his delivery. He's 
obviously he's he's a very knowledgeable and he can he can definitely hold a conversation. He knows what he's talking about, but he does he makes you laugh at the same time. You know what I mean? He's a very very funny guy, which I I, I really love that about his his delivery in his show and what he does because you know so many people out there it's all doom and gloom. You know, it's just fear, fear, yeah. fear and stuff. But he, yeah, he, he he brings you back and he lightens it up a bit. You know, and yeah. um. Yeah, it's 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 a wonderful way, a wonderful approach and a unique approach. I think that um, he's got he's gotten on there, and it's great to see. Yeah, I really yeah, love mate. It. Hopefully, hopefully the listeners enjoyed it as well. You know, it's, absolutely. It's yeah, I hope they did too. Uh, gentlemen, what's uh, what's the plans for you guys before we um, before we go? What's the plans for the rest of the year for you, chaps? Rest of the year. Yeah, you you off to PNG again, or you home? You staying here? Oh, uh, actually. On uh, Friday coming up, I'm on a, I'll be down in Hobart and we're going to uh, jump into an RV and we're going to trip around Tasmania. Awesome. You're going to go Cradle yeah. Mountain and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. It, it's so, have you been there before to Tassie? No, nah, never. Oh, you'll love it. It's Yeah, don't fall in love with the place, mate, because you'll, you'll end up moving there. It's, it's happened to two people I know as well. They go for a holiday and they're like, yeah, right? it's so cheap down here. I'm going to move down here. And they fucking moved. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, they didn't come back. So yeah. I'm like, ah. Actually, well, <laughs> Billy Billy was talking about, um, you know, doing that. But uh, anyway, I'll have it's to restrain it. It's a good time, good time to go down because <laughs> it's um, – it, during the day, it'll, uh, middle of the day and stuff, it gets quite warm. It'll be quite nice, but you'll definitely have to pack a lot of your winter gear, mate, because it still gets frigging cold in the middle of summer. I can tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about we'll, we'll be in, we'll be in this um, van thing. Yeah, nice. All right, well, Ethan. What about yourself, mate? What's the plans for the rest of the year for for you and TOTT News? What's anything on the horizon, mate? Uh, just wrapping up for the year. I'm, I'm launching a new uh, membership section of the, the website in a couple of weeks, which nice. will be uh, pretty exciting. So I'll just wrap up with a, a nice positive for the year and hopefully the members enjoy that and, yeah, just, just try and get everything done uh, before the new year, all the content and everything. But, yeah, I'll just be um, business as usual. It's uh, Most people have the time off, so it's normally yep. the time of year everyone likes to read stuff. So... Oh, there'll be plenty of content over on the website for sure. Awesome, awesome. Um, yeah, well, hopefully the members can still stay in tune with all that what's happening over there, which is awesome. Keep it up, keep keep up the good work. Uh, I think I'm only going to be doing um, another member show for my members um, before the end of the year, and then yeah, back into it. Um, come come sort of probably first or second week of January. Um, but yeah, so mate, it's been a big year. Um, just quickly before we go, just. Here we go. Just running over some of the stuff we've um, discussed on the show. We talked about um, a lot of the you know, ending the QR madness, the Queensland laws um, happening here, and the, that they're trying to push through the no vote. Of course, we talked about that. A really fun show I did with um, Mike Williams with the Beatles conspiracy. I, was, I really enjoyed that show. It was good fun. That one. That was um, a good one. Yeah, it was. It's interesting, yeah. hey. Uh, we talked about the, yeah, the great UN land grab, net zero in the COVID narrative, cashless banks, WEF top 10. Uh, we got uh, the uh, we did a live roundtable at Andy's place uh, back in – that was back in July when we did that. Man, far out. God, no, God, seriously? Um, I had Shannon Rowan on the show talking about her book, Shots Fired. Uh, we had, uh, I had Aria Sulan on the show talking about alternative Earth history timelines uh, we actually had Grandmother Malara on talking about the voice to parliament way uh, back before they even had a date for the vote. That was back in May. Uh, had Adam Kraz on the show uh, as well. 
talking about censorship back then. Uh, uh, April, we talked about news cycle manipulation. Um, that was another fun one too. We talked about the NPC templates, AstraZeneca being discontinued. Uh, CBDCs, a solution looking for a problem. Um, talked about chat GPT. Man, that was back in February, the start of the year. We talked about that. Now look where AI has come now. All you hear about is AI now. Fucking hell. Um, yeah. Crazy stuff. with the uh, Turkey earthquake and died suddenly stuff. We had that, that discussion as well. Uh, back in January, number five, we talked about smart meters, weather, vaccines and stuff. We talked about 15-minute control grids, New South Wales, COVID stuff. Uh, smart city upgrades, 5G. Uh, more died suddenly sign up stuff 2032 smart cities uh shannon rowan back on as well uh talking about uh, her book wi-fi refugee talking about the uh, issues of wi-fi and stuff as well man we did a ton of shows for season five lots of uh, lots of content covered there so i hope all the listeners have enjoyed all that stuff throughout the year uh again if you wanted to um if you like what you hear and like what you see then um feel free to throw whatever you want our way ethan's um we'll put links of course for uh, so you can still you're still taking members, aren't you, Ethan? Yep, yep. Yeah. Ethan still with memberships going, so that's great too. So um, make sure you you guys go and contribute over there as well. Wonderful year, thanks, chaps. We'll wrap it up there, uh, General Maddox for the, the General Knowledge Podcast. Signing off, gentlemen. Thanks again, boys. Great to see you, and great to have you on for the show. Thanks, everyone. Thanks to the listeners, and yeah, we'll we'll still be pumping on our own individual websites, but we'll see you next year for the show. Cheers, everyone. Sit down.